Last time on Cursebreaker, the standoff at the city gates of Lamplight resolved with zero deaths. Buster, the transformed beetle, managed to usher Joe to safety and regroup with their party just outside the city gates. It seemed Joe, Buster, the courier, and the kobolds had chosen their side of the conflict. But when Bert tried to follow the courier's wagon out of the city, he found that Emery had also teamed up with Joe's band of criminals. Bert warned him about the cursed sword that he held, but he and Emery remained on opposite sides of the conflict. With Joe gone, Tandy announced that the lockdown was over. She invited the party to debrief in her office and speak with Dave the Minotaur about their next moves. It was clear that they needed to get to Tildry and stop Joe from gaining a following there. Dave left them with a trove of information they could use to try to head off his attempts to get the elixir into new hands. Their travel plans were ruined, however, when a storm blew in early the next day. The party spent a quiet afternoon gathering supplies and sipping tea with Veronica Venus, who gave Holly a magic crystal that can create visual recordings of events. Later that evening, the storm intensified. Henry came to the tavern in a panic, telling the party that he had lost Maisie. When they found her on the docks, she was already in the process of transforming as the curse took hold of her. When it seemed they were out of options to help, Veronica Venus showed up and referred to herself as an old curse breaker and performed a ritual to rid Maisie of her curse. It worked, but there was a cost. The curse had lashed out at the docks all around it and managed to cobble together a body of animated ropes, wood, sails, and chains, all in the shape of a giant octopus that had wandered too close to the magic. It is a dark and extremely stormy night. Uh, you can all see waves being whipped up over the tops of the dock. Um, there are flashes of light far out over the bay and uh, even closer in town, creating a sort of constant rumble in the background. The wind is howling, almost deafening you from each other. Um, it is also strong enough to knock you down at some points, uh, especially being out on the docks here. Um, speaking of which, you guys are in a section of town you've been in a few times. Uh, here there are three docks. Uh, there are two wooden docks on the far sides, and in the center is a metal grated dock where Uli had been practicing. It's a lot more sturdy than the others. Um, this is also where uh, Uli had been hit with a loading crane. Um, that <laughs> device is also here. Uh, you see a lot mm. of uh, you see a lot of sealed crates and barrels. You see a lot of ropes and chains and rigging. Uh, there are two docked ships here. Uh, there's a loading crane, and uh, at every uh, six foot interval, there's a burning oil lamp on the dock that refuses to uh, surrender to the storm. Uh, keep in mind, there are three people here with you. Uh, Henry Muldrift uh, hasn't been able to help much so far. Uh, but he looks like he's ready and able to fight with you. Uh, Maisie is collapsed on the ground at the end of the dock, uh, along with uh, Veronica, who has also collapsed in a heap near Maisie. Uh, between the first and second docks, however you want to imagine that in your head, there is a giant doctopus. Uh, this thing, its arms are mostly made of ropes, ending in giant anchors. Its main body is comprised of uh, layered, like, shiplap wood. Um, you can tell it's got some sort of beak on the underside when it thrashes and writhes. Um, it's essentially a construct made of, of inanimate materials and an octopus as a sort of host. Uh, to start our initiative off uh, is actually uh, the layer itself. Um, the storm has a turn. Uh, uh -oh. So... <laughs> um, Right as this confrontation sort of starts, you all see the sheet of rain come towards you as a, uh, a huge gust of wind kicks up a wave that is higher than the docks uh, and comes rolling towards you. Everybody needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Ah, fuck. Uh, so uh, you all save except for Tibio, uh, who is actually swept up uh, in the wave and cast off the docks into the water to start the fight. Tibio is floating between docks one and two in the same pool as the octopus. The octopus. Next up, we have Tibio. Tibs! All right. 
I am thrashing about in the water. How do you swim with bones? Do bones float? It depends how old they are, I think. They're old bones. They They're float. old bones. Yeah. My bones float. So I'm in a little floaty. <laughs> um, I'm going to use magic missile. All right. Uh, so you send uh, three darts kind of uh, whizzing out of your uh, skeletal drowning body. Um, <laughs> uh, what do your magic missiles look like? There's like a puff of kind of smoke that comes out of my skeleton hands. Mm. And then it's this like zappy little firework that has black smoke coming out of it. Okay. Uh, so you all see three of those uh, rip up against uh, three separate tentacle arms, uh, nailing each of them. And you can see that each of them is actually uh, kind of like half destroyed by these attacks uh, as the ropes are sort of shredded on each of those tentacle arms. Uh, next up is Holly, and then we've got uh, the Doctopus. Tibio! Tibio, are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, okay, I think uh, um, I'm going to cast Witch Bolt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Holly holds out her little crystal. Mm. Oh, not yeah. the one, not the recording yeah, one, yeah, yeah. but a different one from the her focus. pocket. <laughs> My focus. <laughs> a beam of crackling blue energy lances out, forming a sustained arc of lightning between you and the target. Pretty big target, fairly easy to hit. Um, you just see this uh, arc of lightning between you and it uh, is now crawling all over its body. Uh, looks like the electricity is trying to find a way in, and it uh, it's causing um, these burning holes to be drawn all across the the hull of the octopus. Uh, next up gotcha. is the Doctopus itself. The uh, Doctopus uh, rears up with one of those injured tentacle arms, and uh, you can see the anchor at the end of the ropes glint in the stormlight, and it does a sweeping attack down at the cluster of people uh, that would include uh, Snack, uh, Uli, Bert, and Holly are uh, being attacked. 11 bludgeoning damage uh, comes sweeping across the dock. Um, you can see that it's actually ripping up floorboards as it drags the anchor across the ground towards you guys. And uh, that is it for the, Oct the Doctopus's uh, official turn. Uh, next up is Maisie and then Uli. Uh, Maisie is uh, seemingly unconscious um, and not moving at the end of the dock. Uh, Uli. How far away is um, Maisie and... Veronica, from me? Mm, probably about 30 feet. Um, I'm going to run over to them mm -hmm. and stand in front of them. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to... Uh, the octopus, like, how much of it is comprised by a flammable material? The whole core is made of wood, and the uh, the arms are all made of rope. Uh, trouble being is that it's, it's totally soaked head to toe, being in a rainstorm and being in the ocean. Right. I am going to cast Gust of Wind at it. Okay. In the hopes that maybe it dries a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the first time I've seen Gust of Wind being used to dry something. <laughs> it's a blow dryer. Yeah. But it's a 60-foot line. Okay. So I'm going to be like, fuck you, and then punch at it, and it's like wind from my fists. Mm -hmm. Whoosh. And, okay, so it's a line of strong wind. It's 10 feet wide, 6 feet. 60 feet long. Uh, each creature that starts its turn in the line must succeed a strength save mm. or be pushed 15 feet away. But otherwise, I'm going to be a big, like, shield for... Yeah, for and, the... and kind of pushing the octopus away at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, that is in effect. It will occur on the beginning of the octopus's turn. Okay. Uh, next up is Bert and then Snack. I'm going to probably stay put. I'd like to cast... Spiritual weapon mm. on the dock opposite of uh, where Uli and Maisie and Veronica are. Okay. So a big um, inkwell and quill appear on the other <laughs> side of the dock. Uh -huh. Made of light. The quill's just kind of floating around, shimmering, looking nice. <laughs> Waiting for something to bite. And then I'm going to do my spell attack. 12. Let me check. 12. Does not hit. Ah. Large as this thing is, it's made of largely solid components. Uh, that is a schmiss. Schmiss. Um, next up is Snack. Snack. Cast his cloak aside. 
uh, dramatically, and it flies away in the wind and rain. <laughs> and using beast speech, I'm going to speak to this octopus creature. Okay. Creature of the abyss, I, Snack, offer you an alliance should you surrender to me and my allies. What say you? You get a very mixed message back. You hear something like, help me, and what happened? Hmm. Uh, but nothing after that. Snack, uh, uh, his face turns into, from stoic to a grin, and he uh, decides to accept that this is a battle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> After a few actions that have For a second, I thought you were joining his side. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Did you have to give the poor victim octopus a personality? It's yeah, still so. in there somewhere, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not getting out alive. No, it's not. Um, uh, anything else, Snack? I'm going to uh, cast Hex on the creature. So it'll be like this then. I will zap you to death then. I will, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm hexing it. Yeah, I'll just continue to taunt and okay. have cast Hex, and that'll be my turn. Yeah. Um, at the end of your turn, Snack, uh, you find that this Doctopus has uh, a little more than the average uh, evil creature in terms of uh, action ability here. Uh, so <laughs> at the end of your turn, the Doctopus uh, reaches out towards you with a ropey tentacle. You did not see this come up from the other side of the dock behind you. Uh, it's actually reaching an arm under the dock uh, around to grab you, and it makes an attempt to grasp at you. Uh, you manage to elude it, Snack. Uh, you you hear the kind of... Uh, Snack, look out! ...stressing of ropes and chains as this thing attempts to wrap around you, um, but you just duck out of it and move a little bit farther down the dock to get away from it. After that, we have Veronica, uh, who, Uli, you can hear her breathing heavily on the dock. Uh, after that is Henry. Henry uh, takes out a wand. He points to uh, a one of those burning uh, oil lamps. He points to the whole post and he says, fight it! The uh, lamppost springs to life. Actually, two of them uh, form a crude humanoid shape yeah, yeah, yeah. with burning lamps at the end of either hand. And it starts kind of swinging and flailing wildly as it like just runs off the dock immediately and is like thrashing and swinging at the octopus, And it manages to spill a little bur bit of uh, burning oil towards it. Uh, so there's a little bit of burning oil that, that is on this uh, octopus now. Um, okay. Hasn't quite caught fire. The oil is just kind of burning away, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, next up is uh, this storm. The round has set over again. Um, again, the storm intensifies. Uh, lightning flashes twice as often. Um, the uh, the burning oil lamps uh, that mark every couple feet on these docks are swinging wildly, threatening to actually pull from their hinges. Um, you guys are taking shelter behind crates and barrels when the wind blows. Um, the, the docked ships are starting to come loose a little bit, and the storm takes its toll. Um, uh, at this moment, anyone who can't brace on a fixed object needs to roll a dexterity save. I'm going to hold on to Maisie and Veronica. Okay. And, like, flatten ourselves. Uh, Tibio, you're not really subject to this because you're in the water. I was just going to say I would, like, try to grab the snack and Bert and, like, huddle together. Okay. Like, the closest things to me Okay, is who I would grab. Uh, so, snack, Bert, and Holly have advantage. Uh, Tibio is unaffected. Uli also has advantage. Okay. Nice. We're all flat. Yeah, or, or weighted down to some degree. Although grabbing Snack and Bird is not exactly what oh. I'd call stable. <laughs> Snack uh, is always barefoot, and he's digging his uh, talons into the... The wind just blows so aggressively, but in that moment, mm. you guys actually reach out for each other Aww. and hold strong. That's very sweet. Thanks, Holly. <laughs> <sighs> that was a crazy gust. We better make sure to tread carefully. Uh, Tibio is up next after the storm. Uh, in the water, Tibia, what do you do? Uh, I'm staying in the water. I will cast Chromatic Orb. Okay, go ahead. Ten. Mm, ten does not hit. Uh, the uh, what, uh, what element was your Chromatic Orb? It was going to be fire. Yeah. 
I was gonna burn it. You send a, 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 a beautiful burning orb of flames, kind of magmatic looking, uh, sailing off over the bay, uh, just missing the doctor. I'm, I'm, I'm being tossed by the waves, so I can't figure out exactly where to aim. <laughs> You're in a horrible wave pool. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, we've got Holly and then the octopus. So if I cast another spell, my witch bolt disappears? Yes. Hmm. Okay. I'll just do witch bolt one more time, I guess. Okay. And you can still move around and do other physical things. I think I'm going to just stay close to my friends here. I mean, that witch oh, bolt I just got to do a d12. Yeah. I don't to hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, witch, witch bolt's good. Eight. Nice. Um, okay, that's Holly. Were you going to move at all, Holly? You're still no, kind of... I'm just, we were holding on to each other, and I liked it, so I just, I'm going to okay. keep doing it. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, it comforted me because I'm a little scared of the brainstorm and the octopus. <laughs> the octopus goes, and uh, seeing all the trouble coming out of Holly and that group right there. Oh, great. <laughs> um, it is going to uh, actually... It, it sort of turns and you see some of its uh, partially thrashed tentacles kind of like flop up and over it and it exposes its sort of underbelly and its beak, uh, which you can see is actually just a thrashing, writhing mass of ropes. And it jettisons this, uh, this grid of ropes out at you. And uh, you guys are suddenly entangled by these heavy, slimy, wet ropes. Did it get pushed back at all? Oh, you're right. It's the beginning of its turn. Let's get pushed back. Yeah, so it actually gets pushed out a little more uh, into the bay, kind of against that wooden dock where uh, Bert's spiritual weapon is chilling. Uh, because of that extra distance, um, it actually does not get a great shot off with the uh, the rope that it just spat at you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Lily. Um, so I'm going to give uh, everybody uh, advantage on that dexterity saving throw. For those of you that rolled a... Uh, 13 or higher. That's not 10. You're fine. Uh, those of you who did not are currently entangled in heavy, wet ropes. Somehow, like, a hole is just where I was standing yeah. and fell around yeah. me. <laughs> Uli, what's your, what's your doing? Jesus. Um, so it's further away, yeah? Yep. I would like to use Quicken Spell to make a bonus action. And I would like to do reduce on the octopus with that and okay. then for my actual action i'm going to use my umbral guard mm -hmm. over the three of us it's the wand i have to protect oh, us yeah. from falling debris projectiles and rain mm -hmm. cool uh if it gets struck by something larger than a human or if it becomes crushed under constant pressure it stops mm -hmm. but it lasts as long as i'm holding up the wand so okay, cool um so i'm trying to protect us and also make that bitch tiny. <laughs> okay. let's, uh, let's resolve the uh, reduce before we uh, go through this. I'm also going to um, search. Nope, we're good. <laughs> okay. So uh, reduce. Uh, 19. Shit. All right. It doesn't, it doesn't get small. You hear, uh, <laughs> as you uh, raise the umbral guard with one hand and with the other, you uh, attempt to diminish this thing in size. You hear a groaning of wood kind of creaking against itself as you see parts of its uh, body sort of, you know, shrink in and some splinters kind of rise up. But it refuses to be ensmallened. Um, <laughs> what is effective, though, is that you're holding this umbral guard, creating a shield not only from the rain, but... Also the wind and, and really just kind of from the danger and from the threat. and uh, Like, you know, tentacles. All of you can see Uli silhouetted by these flashes of light as she's holding one arm up and one arm out, uh, trying to simultaneously save her friends and save the day. Next we have Bert. So I'm grappled. Yes. And is it movement to get free? It would be an action to guarantee that you get free. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Ha! <laughs> Uh, where are the controls for the crane thing? Uh, not far from you. I think I'd want to try to make it over there. Okay. And use, uh, use it as cover if possible. Okay, yeah. So there's like a whole, uh, sort of pedestal that's got a, uh, like a winch that you would wind up and then a lever. And the lever seems to be cocked and loaded. Hmm. And, uh, this, uh, this arm, this crane is holding a, a giant heavy looking crate at the end of it. And it's uh, it's ready to move. Um, 
However, the uh, Doctopus is just a little too far out to hit at this moment. Well, I can use use my bonus action to move my weapon next to it again. And, uh, 16? Does hit, yep. Okay. Great. 11 damage. All right. Whoosh. Damn, okay. The uh, quill uh, moves towards the end of the dock, uh, sort of sharp and pointed towards the Doctopus. The Doctopus sort of reaches up with the tentacle to swat it away, and the te- the uh, the quill starts darting around the tentacles and just little little, little like kind of like sword fighting uh, moves, and then gives it a good stab right yeah, into its hull. Uh, next we have Snack, and then Veronica and Henry, and then the round is over. Snack is frustrated by being grappled, yes. so he uh, he bites into the ropes mm. and uh, makes a frustrated growl, and uh, I cast a. Uh, Eldritch Blast, like, through my teeth and claws, like, wriggling. Yeah, yeah. And it travels up the rope and then hits the octopus, hopefully. Okay. 18 to hit. Oh, yeah. So six force damage, two thunder, and three necrotic. Damn. So six. That's a mess. Eight, 11 damage total. Okay. So, like, normally my uh, Eldritch Blast is purple, but there's kind of, like, this, like, blood red that is kind of, like, following up with it, too. Okay. Yeah. And uh, there's always that little uh, extra on the side. Is that what you just kind of present as smoke, that little plus two? That's thunder. So oh, that's, that's right. That's okay. kind of like, it's, there's a concussive sound when it actually hits them. Got it. Satisfying, okay. like, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Kind of uh, gets mixed in with the lightning, I think, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> the natural thunder claps here. I also missed that my hex also gives a disadvantage on an ability score, so I'm going to choose Constitution. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. You uh, you hear Veronica. It sounds like she's not doing well. Henry is up after that. Uh, Henry sees Tibio still thrashing in the water and kind of throws his uh, uh, robes out to the side and uh, reveals once again his bandolier of wands. He grabs one, points to Tibio, and he says, Ba-doop. And <laughs> you see Tibio is immediately encased in a shiny iridescent bubble and begins rising through the air. Uh, Tibio instantly rises uh, five feet up and five feet away, uh, right over the dock, and the bubble pops. Merci, sir. Thank you. We will show no mercy, Tibio, not this day. Oh, no, Snack, that is not good. It's fine. Okay, uh, round starts over again. The wind blows uh, heavy. Wind. <laughs> uh, this time, a, uh, another wave comes crashing over uh, the top of the dock, uh, threatening to dislodge all of you. Uh, everybody, please make a uh, dexterity save, unless you're uh, on high ground. Will you hold fast uh, to the those below you as well? Okay. <laughs> Uh, so the tens, uh, you are pushed about yeah. uh, fifteen feet back from where you were. Oh, that's it. Yep, oh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, just kind of like more towards the inner side of the the docks, towards land. Next up is Tibio, and then Holly. Can I get a rundown on the condition of the octopus right now? Yes, the octopus uh, has a, uh, three of its tentacles are kind of like half shredded off. Uh, it's got some like burning oil all over it. It's being pushed back by wind that it's constantly fighting against. And uh, you can see a little sheen of dark magic pulsing through it every now and then. Okay. Um, overall, the octopus is uh, looking not great. It is, it is past the threshold at which you'd call it bloodied if it had any blood. Is it looking weathered? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's a weathered octopus. <laughs> I will cast Chromatic Herb in the hopes to burn this octopus. 22. That hits. Yeah. Uh, chromatic Orb uh, slams right into the hole this time. Uh, that is 15 fire damage. So it slams directly into the center of the octopus, and you see the flames kind of billow out to every side and almost fully engulf this thing uh, for just a moment. If there was any oil left on this thing, there no longer is. It is all burned off. Uh, the hull is charred terribly. Uh, there's actually a large hole in the center of the octopus. You can see a few of its uh, tentacle legs uh, are still burned and smoldering, and it keeps diving them underwater to avoid this. Um, it is looking panicked, to say the least. Next up is the octopus. At the end of your turn, Tibio, the octopus is taking what's called a legendary action to use one of its abilities. But what if it didn't? <laughs> sure, so next up is Holly. <laughs> For its action, the octopus disappears beneath the water. Mm. Next up is Holly. We did it! 
Uh-oh. Is my witch bolt still attacked? Your witch bolt is still, like, going through the water and, like, into the water. And you can see this, like, like bubbling <laughs> where it's going down. But you know you're still connected. Okay. Um, can I move when I'm doing witch bolt? It's yep. concentration. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I am going to try to, um, as soon as I see it start to go underwater, I'm going to start running towards where Veronica and um, okay. little girl are. Yeah. And so because of your witch bolt, uh, as this thing is moving underwater, you can actually track it mm. because there's a direct line going from you to it. And so you can see that this thing is moving Just under. Just my crystal, my purple crystal, <laughs> like I'm running. <laughs> it's over there, you guys. <laughs> uh, and, and everybody can see this arc of lightning between Holly and the octopus as it's submerged underwater. And the occasional pulses of light, you can see a little bit of this giant underwater figure. Scary. Deep in the water. <laughs> um, and you can see, actually, it's moving to the other pool between docks two and three to be on the other side now. Just trying to give you a little bit of misdirection and get out of that windstorm. Are, are Veronica and... Yeah, so you're by them. They both are not conscious, and they both look like they are equally not faring well. Uli, I have a healing potion, but I can only use it on one of them. Who should I give it to? Give it to Maisie. Okay. Um, I pop open the healing potion and uh, pour it down Maisie's throat. I try to hold her mouth open and yeah. then like get it in her. So uh, you, you prop up Maisie's head and start trying to administer this uh, healing potion. And uh, for anyone that's had a healing potion before, they don't taste great it's not something you'd be tempted to drink as a snack um she gets <laughs> 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 yeah the word snack is illegal at this time. <laughs> um she gets 2d4 plus 2 okay Maisie actually starts spitting out the healing potion before she drinks all of it and you just hear it go <laughs> gross whoa, whoa, whoa. and uh she is uh probably at full health uh she <laughs> she looks fine <laughs> you should try to get out get out of here get somewhere safer go towards land uh her eyes kind of just uh dart open and she looks at you and and looks at uli and looks around and sees tibio on the dock and uh she um she clearly has no idea what's going on and is trying to kind of catch up i'm just gonna grab her hand you need to get out of here this is not a safe place to be and i'm holding my crystal in my other hand um, after giving her the potion Maisie kind of sits up after she's been healed and you've still you're still channeling this witch bolt uh, against an octopus deep underwater and uh you just kind of uh gently like lift the crystal over Maisie's head as the arc of electricity spans like you know this deadly distance between you and the octopus and then it, it eventually fades out mm. uh, and you've lost your witch bolt uh next is can anybody guess the doctor the octopus <laughs> <laughs> boo the octopus. We've gone dark. We don't know where it is. If it's out of range, I'm dropping concentration on gust of wind. Okay. Yeah. So that that ends uh, abruptly. The uh, eye of the storm. Yeah. Well, you notice now the wind had been pushing against you the whole time, Uli. You just been countering it with your own wind. <laughs> Maybe I don't let it <laughs> now, drop. Yeah. Now you, you feel it again a little bit. Um, you guys see two tentacles dart out of the water much faster than before. Uh, the octopus is making oh. some desperate moves. At the same time, a tentacle reaches out and tries to grab Snack, and one reaches out and tries to grab Holly. Um, I need both of you to make uh, grapple checks. You can choose strength or dexterity. 17. Six. Oh, I hate to do this, uh, Snack, but you have disadvantage. You're already grappled. Just do it again. Do better. 18. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> snack so, can't be stopped. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Snack, you just, what do you do? You like get low on the ropes or what? Uh, I got too many sharp claws and I just like, it comes at me and I just scrape it a bunch and okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, it backs off. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it's actually trying to grab you with one of those pre-shredded tentacles mm. and uh, it's almost like losing half of it because you keep biting and scratching and thrashing against this thing and it just gives up on you. Get away. You do kicky feet. Uh, Holly, however, gets firmly grasped by one of these tentacles that wraps around you <gasps> and immediately lifts you 10 feet off the dock. <laughs> <laughs> Maisie is next, and she is awake. Uh, Maisie sees you just getting pulled away, vertically away from her, and, and you see her eyes go wide. Uh, and you're just like, don't be afraid. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah you reach out to her and uh and Maisie just kind of like holds up a hand towards you and and she actually like uh Maisie moves as if she's gonna just run right off the dock but Uli you've got her hand yeah uh and I say Maisie it's okay go back we have this you can please run run that way 
far, far away. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> Get out of here, kid. She looks around frantically and she sees, uh, she looks you in the eyes, Uli, and she looks down and, and sees uh, Tibio as well. Uh, and then she looks and, and finds Henry. And uh, Henry doesn't have his wand out. He's not facing the doctopus. He's on his knees and he's got both arms out and kind of a come here and give me a hug uh, sort of gesture. And uh, Maisie just gives you a nod and crawls out of your arms, Uli, and starts running towards Henry. Uh, next up is Uli and then Bert. Yeah, Uli. Um, so I'm still holding up the wand. I hold out my hand and I flick three times at the tentacles holding okay. Holly. Mm-hmm. And I cast Magic Missile, okay. which auto hits. Yes, it does. Roll some damage. Uh, okay. That's nine damage. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I do that. You said that was to the octopus directly? To the tentacle holding Holly. Perfect. Okay. So uh, nine damage is actually uh, just a little more firepower than you needed. You see um, a little bit of your magic gets uh, kind of wasted on the ether, but you cut this tentacle in half. Yeah. And um, Holly just kind of plummets into the water. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, Sorry, but it's better than being grasped by the octopus. Yeah. Um, anything else, Uli? Um, would it be an action to like try and move Veronica off the dock with my movement? Uh, you can move at half speed with Veronica. Okay, I'd like to start backing away with her. Okay. So yeah, you get about halfway down the dock. Okay. Uh, next up is Bert. What do you got, Bert? All right. Uh, I want to make it back to at least the control panel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but is the the octopus is still not visible? Besides, maybe no. It is. It is oh, risen. It, it up. came back. Yeah, up? yeah. To to grab. Is people. it in range of the crane? Yes. Metal? Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, so at this point, the crane is going to have to do a a full rotation. So it would be kind of maximum momentum uh, to smash the octopus. Okay. Well, I want to try that. Okay. <laughs> um, why don't you roll? Um, we're going to do 6d6 bludgeoning damage. Nice. Jesus. As this thing wheels around. Special delivery. <laughs> <laughs> 22 damage. Okay. You throw the lever on this device <laughs> and this giant cubic crate comes swinging along on the crane uh, in a flash of lightning, uh, you see this thing uh, shatter up against the octopus, and uh, because this is enough to do it in, uh, what was in the crate? Gunpowder. <laughs> uh, Gunpowder's good. Knives. Snakes. <laughs> uh, Somebody goes, ah, oh, my crate snake. <laughs> my snake crate. Uh, crabs, actually. Ah! Oh, that's really good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the, crabs and uh, lobsters and shit. <laughs> <laughs> the the wood of this crate just explodes as it collides with the hull of the octopus, and you can see it already start to disintegrate. If that wasn't enough, a horde of pinching, <laughs> angry as hell crabs and lobsters fall out of this crate and start just consuming the rope fibers and the wood, uh, <laughs> trying to destroy whatever had just disturbed them. And uh, you see it all sink to the bottom uh, in in a in a briny. Uh, murderous scene. Um, snack. You feel a vibrating at your hip. Oh no! I uh, frantically rip uh, the ropes off of me and um, run to the side of the dock. Those of you who are watching where the octopus had sank uh, see a white light, uh, much like the light that had been uh, arcing all around the dock to begin with. You see this raw light once again, except it's in the shape of a small octopus and it's swimming towards the surface. They're a regular size octopus. The uh, octopus begins to crawl up onto the dock and it's sort of a strange sort of celestial scene. This thing is made of pure white light uh, and it really has no detail or form beyond a general octopus shape. However, crawling across the docks in the relative uh, quiet now after all the action is over, you all see Genie uh, burst from Snack's lamp, and he just says, Calamari! <laughs> and uh, he flies down the dock, and 
throws a magical knife into one of the octopus's legs and pins it to the dock. And it immediately starts squirming and trying to get free. And uh, and Genie puts another knife into one of its legs until it's just splayed out all eight legs on the dock. He takes out another giant cleaver and he just butchers it into little pieces. He takes all the pieces and throws them into the air. He's wearing a chef's hat. He takes the, chef, <laughs> he takes the chef's hat off, flips it upside down and catches all the pieces in the chef's hat. The chef's hat is now a boiling pot of oil, and he shakes it up vigorously, and he says, Time to eat! And he throws all of the scraps into the air and opens his mouth wide, and you just see them single file uh, fall into his gullet. And uh, Genie pats his belly, and he says, Mmm, snack! That was wonderful, Genie. One wish. It's yours. One wish? And he disappears back into your lamp. He says, it from an echoing distance, That was some tasty magic. Mm-hmm. Yes. What the fuck was that? Oh my god. <laughs> you, uh, you hear another voice from behind you uh, through the rain and wind. It's Tandy. Holly's swimming out of the ocean right now. She's <laughs> trying to get out. <laughs> uh, and Tandy says, What's going on? I had a pretty good explanation, like, one minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Veronica needs help, like, immediately. Oh, oh, I got you. Uh, I'll, uh, well, I'll drop the spiritual weapon, I guess, and, and cast Healing Word. You all lose a little bit of ambient light as the spiritual weapon fades out. Bare minimum. <laughs> For health. <laughs> Back to Veronica? Yeah. All right, uh... She uh, spits and sputters a little bit, and then she uh, like coughs up a lungful of water, and then she just mumbles like, I wasn't drowning. <laughs> <laughs> At the same moment, Holly hauls herself up over, over the dock, <laughs> and then she's like, <coughs> and she's like coughing and all like, just like super washed up, her like makeup's runny, and she's yeah. like, I'm okay. <laughs> so with, with just your arms uh, over the dock, uh, Veronica, still laying on her side, uh, reaches out uh, one of her hands and grabs yours, Holly, and she just kind of smiles, and she says, good job. <laughs> good job on I'm, you. Good job I'm going to lift both of them up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You just pick us up. She goes, uh, Tibio goes up to Tandy and says, Chef Tandy, there was an octopus made of uh, the detritus of the ducks that we've defeated now, and the snake... Did something? Genie cast, uh, he stabbed it a bunch and made it into food and he ate it. And he laughed and he gave me a wish. But it is gone now. I don't know how, but it is gone now. And Tandy looks over the edge of the dock and says, down there. It's just gone. Yeah. She looks around at each of you to confirm. She says, gone, gone? Like, we don't need to worry about it anymore? Mm, Yeah, probably. Yes, Genie ate it. Also, I would like you to look at all of the docks and see that they are intact. You're welcome. <laughs> she uh, smiles and says, good, you kept it to the metal dock. Good. <laughs> was I on the metal dock the whole yeah, time? Yeah, that was the center one. Yeah, that's where <laughs> it all kind of took place. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Snack, have we been introduced to this genie? Hmm. No, genie is my friend. I must keep... He, I must keep him. He's my friend, and we are in different circles, you and I and Genie. Well, we'll put a pin in that one. <laughs> oh, yes. Up on the dock. Uh, Henry and Maisie are sort of uh, embracing. Henry is carrying uh, Maisie around um, on his arm, kind of uh, up in his shoulder, and uh, walking around to each of you and just kind of uh, thanking you for saving the town and all of their respective lives. Is the storm still going? Yes. <laughs> maybe maybe we move this inside. Um, yes, please. Good I'm, idea. I'm so cold. <laughs> Holly's like teeth are chattering and she's like got kelp in her hair. Is this yeah. a magic storm? Can we tell? No, it's just a regular thunderstorm. Just bad timing. <laughs> Can I? Uh, I would like to have grabbed my tankard from the dock. Sure. Where yeah. she dropped it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now yeah. I have that. Thank okay, you. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good that we're keeping track of that. Sheriff Tandy, how often do these octopuses uh, come and attack the town <laughs> in such a way? Octo what? Octopi. How, this, uh, 
This is unique. This is by far the largest octopus we'd ever seen. If you could really even call it that. Are we insubordinate for acting in such a way without badges? Um, well, no, I wouldn't say you're insubordinate, uh, because you have no superior. Hmm. We are the superior, then. Is that what you are saying, Dandy? Maybe we can think of it as more of a level playing ground. Are you sure you don't want one of these nice warm blankets wrapped around your shoulders like everybody else? Do you want a cup of cocoa? And you look around and other people have taken on the the blanket over their shoulders sort of emergency look. Cocoa is uh, is Hero's Feast. Hero's Feast. It's for champions. I will have two hero feasts, please. <laughs> um, you guys uh, make a, a wet march back to the Tangled Jib uh, with cocoa and uh, rain-resistant blankets. Um, <laughs> so blankets. So blankets. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so you are, you're all well taken care of. Uh, Veronica and Maisie both receive actual medical attention that they need. Um, the next morning is clear and crisp and beautiful and sunny and, uh, nothing like the night before you actually, uh, it takes you a moment to even recall what had happened. Um, but you do before long. Um, and, uh, Henry is knocking on doors, uh, before long saying that you all need to, uh, get a move on and, and Childry lies in a wait. Mm-hmm. Is Veronica around? Uh, yeah, the whole kind of crew from last night, uh, Veronica, Henry, Maisie, and Tandy included, are all uh, having a very large uh, brunch together. Okay. Uh, uh, it's a little later in the day. Brunch. Holly, like, sits down, and she, like, flops at the table. She's like, I love brunch. And she just starts eating everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Ross comes around with a, a huge, heavy platter of bacon. And sets it in front of Snack and says, uh, ah, I heard about what you guys did last night. That's a real nice thing. And he uh, gives you a little like um, little fist on the back, Snack. And he says, eat up, buddy. Snack's eyes go wide. and <laughs> But he, he narrows them quickly and looks at him. I've, have I insulted you, sir? Uh, no, not at all. Did I insult you? Well, I sit here as a hero, and I see there is no hero feast at this table. <laughs> He's like, hero's feast, huh? Some cocoa, please, for the man. What? Hot cocoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a beat, and he looks at all of you again. He goes, okay. And he <laughs> he uh, slowly backs out of the room. <laughs> Tibio. Yes. How, how do you acquire this hero's feast? I very much enjoy it. Well, Snack, there is a very rare seed that must be gathered, mm. and then it is roasted for a long time and then ground into a powder and then mixed with very many ingredients to make the hero's feast beverage. Bert, do you have this written down? We must remember to gather this for future adventures. Oh, oh I got it written down. Great. Everybody eat up. Holly's like got a cup of coffee and she's being all cute in like a sweater. She's like Instagram girl in wintertime. Messy ponytail. This is just great. Just great. Love brunch. Snack, what's that over there? I grabbed some bacon off this plate. All right. uh, Make a stealth check. And snack a wisdom or perception. 15. 15. Oh, boy. Snack, you you see Uli chewing on something, and uh, she opens her mouth for just a second, and you see like a bit of meat of bacon. She's got only pancakes in front of her. Uli. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> if you would like to partake of my bacon, I, I can certainly share, but I do not like being duped in such a way. You have humiliated me in front of all our allies. I cut a piece of pancake and I offer it to him. I uh, stick on my tongue, which nobody has noticed is very long. Actually, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> take it off of her. I hand. drop the fork. You can just have it. <laughs> it's like Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> uh, no, it's not Jar Jar. It's a slow, uncomfortable tongue <laughs> coming out. Um, it's forked. 
uh, Ross, <laughs> Ross, the innkeeper, comes back with a supplementary smaller plate of bacon and sets it on the table and uh, says, this is for everyone else. Um, <laughs> also, um, Bert, I've, uh, I've got something for you. Lay it on me. Um, actually, it's, uh, it's uh, just behind my, my desk here. And he walks over to kind of the, the front desk or the check-in area of the, the tangled jib. And he steps behind the counter and starts uh, looking through uh, some drawers in there. He's kind of making conversation while he's looking for this thing. Bert, he says, um, it's, it's, I promise, it's, it's not a bribe. It's not that. That's not what this is. Um, Great. <laughs> so we're clear it's not a bribe, right? That's what you've said, yeah. Perfect. All right. And no one insinuated it was. Yeah. Um, unrelated, um, you know, I've, I've read a couple of uh, Wisher Spoon articles in, in my day, and uh, you've got some talent, Bert. You're a great writer, and uh, I think what's better than that is uh, a lot of people seem to uh, think the same thing. A lot of people seem to like the cut of your jib, whatever it is. Oh, are, uh, <laughs> are people saying that? <laughs> uh, in fact, they are, and... Uh, a lot of people I know are actually um, starting to say that. And I think um, after today, things might get even a little more popular. What do you say in your reports, Bert? Uh, you just mentioned how <laughs> great it was to stay at the Tangled Jib. Uh, you know how I got up every morning and slaved away at the stove so you'd all have bacon and heroes' feats and whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, he grabs a quill out of a drawer, and you can see just the faintest uh, literal silver lining on the outside of this quill, and it flickers with a magic essence. And he says, uh, what do you say? <laughs> well, you know, I can't promise any, uh, uh, any, uh, anything, but um, yeah, it, yeah uh, maybe I could put in a good word for you. This belonged to my dad, Bert. It's, uh, it's pretty special. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, no, no, of course. I mean, this will only be objective reporting for me in my stories. And, uh, I think it's fair to say you've had a pretty objectively good time here. Well, uh, I'll leave you with this anyway. Um, like I said, this is my dad's quill. It's not, uh, what you'd call unique, but, uh, it's his, you know? Um, anyway, he called it a whisper quill. Um, Ooh. so all you do is you write down somebody's name and you write down a short message, and then you cross it all out, and then it just disappears. It doesn't even matter what ink you use with this thing. But they hear that message. That's the cool part. Whatever you write down, whoever's name you write, it kind of knows who you mean. And uh, it gives them a message. So, uh, you know, you could. Uh, my dad used to use it to write home when he was out on his research, but you, know, you could use it to uh, write back to Lamplight every now and then. What do you think? Oh, yeah. That's a nifty little device you got. Well, now you got it. It's yours. Well, well, thank you. And I do have to say, objectively, it was a great time staying at Jurian. He looks at the bar and smirks and starts wiping it down. And he says, uh, "That's good to hear. Why don't you, uh, why don't you send me a note when you got that article finished?" <laughs> you got it, pal. There is a. Uh, Young woman uh, with blonde hair and dimples, uh, although she looks a little anxious. Uh, she's wearing clothes from Tildry. And uh, she kind of looks around the room and sees that all of you are having brunch together and that you're also kind of the only people in this room. And so she feels a little like she might be interrupting. But you see her kind of shyly reach up and say, uh, Holly. Yes? Holly, yes. I'm so sorry to bother you. I'm so, so sorry. My name is Bella Beaumont. I, and if you're in the middle of eating right now, um, um, I, can, I can scram the hell out of here. But if you could spare even just a moment. Um, sure. That's fantastic. And she pulls out a chair and sits down next to you. And she grabs a piece of bacon. And she starts gesturing wildly, kind of in circles. And then she takes a bite of the bacon and continues to gesture. Here's the deal, Holly. I know exactly who you are. I know a whole lot about you. I know you got a shop in Tildry. I know you're you're part of the guild there. Uh, and look, look, look. And she uh, like opens uh, her bag that she's got, and she pulls out 
a bunch of uh, flyers, a bunch of ads that you've created for your store. And she points at the different sketches of dresses and outfits uh, in the flyers. And she says, this one, this was one of my favorites. This was four years ago in June. This was the summer to have one of yours. And look right here. And this, this is from later in that November. And uh, she's going through all of the magical outfits that you've put together in the last few years. She says, I'm a big fan. Oh, well, that is amazing. I um, really appreciate your, your dedication. I'm glad you, you like my work. Um, and it's really, I'll just come forward with it. I'm trying to butter you up, Holly, and I'm sorry. Well, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm from Lamplight, but I studied law in Tildry, okay? And it was, it was all for today. I want to be the ambassador for Lamplight. And I think I'd do a damn good job at it. I've got my interview later this afternoon, and I think just the last bit of confidence I need, Holly, it'd be one of yours. If if you had time, if you had the, the components, if you had the resources, I can't pay you much, but Holly, I'd owe you something fierce. Well, um, when when's your interview? Uh, about six hours. Hmm. Well, let me see what I, I might have something on hand that will work. And a little tweak here and there. And she, Holly's like sizing her up with her eyes. And then she's like, I think I can pull a few things together here. Are you serious? Of course. You're going to make an original? Well, it'll be a slightly uh, cobbled original. I can't spend my normal time on it, but I'll do my best. <laughs> well, of course. But if I could get... An original pair of Holly Hyacinth shoes? That would be spectacular. Um, she uh, spends a moment outlining what she needs from you. Uh, Lamplight's colors are uh, a navy blue and a sort of uh, brassy gold. Uh, so Holly, you know that to create the look she is going for, you're going to need three special things. Uh, the first of those things is a stone of lapis lazuli. That's a real mineral, but it's like a blue rock. The second thing you're going to need for some of the white accents is bone meal. And the last <laughs> thing that you'll need for some of the metallic sheen are silver dart scales. It's a, it's a special fish, if you know how to get your hands on a certain kind of fish. I know a fish guy. <laughs> I'm taking on the southern accent. Woo, look at this. <laughs> and of course, you'll need uh, the pair of shoes to be enchanted. Mm-hmm. I am gonna try to get to work doing that, finding that stuff. So okay, maybe we can. So you all have the day to uh, gather the last bit of supplies and errands and things like that. The weather is good today. You will leave Lamplight for real this time. Woo! Um, on your way out, uh, Ross the boss just calls out to Bert and he says, uh, "Hey, Bert, one last thing. I never liked Joe. I just thanks a lot for sticking a feather in his ass." <laughs> Our pleasure. <laughs> and uh, I think next time we will pick it up from there. Mm -hmm.